Greetings, this is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and travel from around the world. From the tame to the extreme, from the boring to the exciting, from the common to the rare, from the hometown to far off distant places. We've got it. Incidences abound with times of misinterpretation, foreign culture adjustments, and suspect judgment calls, all with good intentions, of course, with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, avoiding trouble, and other dodgy behaviors, there is always a story to tell. Places we talk about include the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and the ones of questionable merit. For additional information, folks, go to the website malcolmjteasdale.com. Stay tuned, everyone. Hello, everybody. The travel addict is here, Malcolm Teasdale. It's been a while since I did a report or trip report by myself, so here I am today, towards the end of October, doing one for you. Now, we're in the last quarter of this year, And I don't know if anyone's been getting out of town lately, but I managed to squeeze a trip in from the month of September. I went over to England to see some relatives for a few days, actually. But I decided to venture into Europe to go to some places that I hadn't been to before. But one of the items on my bucket list, so to speak, was a Krakow in Poland. Now, of course, I had to be aware of the requirements to get into Poland, which were not too strict. In fact, England was strict in comparison, but as long as I was vaccinated, everything was going to be perfect. So I just had to have the right paperwork to be able to get in the country and a location form. In other words, a passenger locator form. So if anyone was found to have had COVID on the plane, and I was on that same plane, they could track me down to the hotel I was staying at. That's pretty much it. So I ventured to Krakow, Poland, and I flew on Wizz Air from Birmingham for the two-hour flight. It was quite pleasant. Um, small plane, a bit dated, but I arrived safely. Arrived at Krakow Airport. I had a few things on my plate to do here. I knew it was a great city anyway, but I arrived at Krakow Airport, then took a taxi, which I booked in advance, actually, on the website booking.com. It's a cool feature, actually, and they give you good rates. So if you book hotels on booking.com and you go into a foreign land, you can get a taxi that will take you there from the airport. It's not a bad deal. Anyway, I took the taxi and... It took about, I want to say, 35, 40 minutes to go to downtown Krakow. Now, I was booked in at a hotel. It was called the Betmanowska Hotel and Residences. The location was actually perfect because it was in the main square in the center of the city of Krakow, basically where all the action is. Now, the taxi uh, couldn't get right in front of the hotel. It uh, uh, dropped me at the end of the street. So I had to walk about, I want to say, 50 yards around the corner 
and get into the hotel. This is an old building, actually, a lot of character. So I took the rickety elevator up to the third floor after checking in. I was in my room, and I was surprised it was quite pleasant. Now, there's a number of things you can do in Krakow, and you've probably heard of these. My main reason for going to this city was a chance to visit Auschwitz, the salt mines, and Schindler's Factory. Remember Schindler's List, the movie? Yep. And, uh, well, it was actually just outside of Krakow, in the uh, outskirts, I should say. Well, the factory is still there. Obviously changed now, but we'll get into that later on. Now, here's the key. I am not one for organized tours, and I really had no choice for the, well, it was pretty extensive, a guided tour, which lasted 11 hours. Yes, day trip to Auschwitz and the salt mines. Well, I sucked it up and got up early and then made my way to the pickup point um, where I was in sort of a minibus, which was, I would say, 75% full. But it was small. You know, it, it, we weren't packed in like sardines. Um, so it, it was all right. Now, off we were going to Auschwitz. Now, I'd heard a lot about it. It's been in the news, obviously. Many of us heard about it. Many years ago, I visited the killing fields in Cambodia. And I was thinking on the way to Krakow, if anything else in our historic past could be so horrific as what I saw in Cambodia for the time I was there. Now, my parents were World War II veterans, and like many others, they did really not talk about those dark days of those war days. Basically, I had to learn about it for myself. They were tough times. So as I mentioned before, as much as what we've been through here in the last couple of years with COVID, it doesn't even compare to those dark days of World War II. What I'm talking to you about today is not World War II, of course, though my parents did tell me a little bit about it. It sounded pretty horrific to me. Now, Auschwitz has or had three locations or camps, a prison camp, an extermination camp, and a slave labor camp. The biggest one being Birkenau, and that's 30 times larger than the other two. So we pulled up in the minibus, and we got off, and we had a tour guide. who was a woman, I'd say, in her 50s, quite pleasant. She spoke good English, and she was our tour guide. It was educational, to be honest with you. You couldn't do anything like this by yourself because you needed to know the story and what went on at this facility. It is basically indescribable in words. However, you soon come to the realization that this era of cruelty actually existed in our recent history. The pictures basically tell the story. I took plenty of pictures to look back on, reflect on, but there's pictures all over Auschwitz of pictures that were taken at that time. Basically, between the years of 1940 and 1945, 1.3 million people were sent to Auschwitz, of which 1.1 million were Jews. 90%, of the prisoners died there, the vast majority in gas chambers. This also included a large percentage of children which is horrific in itself. 
Now, when the prisoners first arrived at Auschwitz, a so-called doctor looked at them and decided on the spot who would be able to work or not. The unqualified, well, I'm not sure what it means by unqualified, the doctor said, well, this person cannot work. I don't think so. They were immediately taken to the gas chamber. But the one who escaped the gas chambers on that first day, they were faced with long days of work, little food, abominable living conditions, overcrowded barracks. But that was a way of life for the prisoners. And any degree of work under performance was punished by torture and death. Now, for anyone who wants to learn about these horrors, there's plenty of information on the internet to read. Now, I visited the barracks and understood how the people were crammed into these cells. And women and children were separated from the men, but treated equally as bad. We went to the Auschwitz one camp, and close by one of the buildings was a place called the Wall of Death. It speaks for itself. This is where prisoners, if they misbehaved or underperformed at work, were taken usually beaten badly before they were shot. So the wall of death is a pretty sad sight, to be honest with you. It's all sad. But there were various showcases on display, including the prisoners' shoes. Yes, the shoes. When they arrived at the prison, they had to take their shoes off. So there's a case there with all the prisoners' shoes stacked high. There was also small suitcases of the worldly possessions, which they brought with them, but when they arrived at the prison, they were taken from them. There was also a case of empty canisters of Zyklon gas. This was the gas that was used in the gas chambers. Yes, to kill people. It's a pesticide, basically. And there was one where women's hair was shaved from their heads and stored to make blankets or some type of clothing. There is much more exhibited, but the whole area emanates a feeling of depression and despair. We went to the large Birkenau camp, and it's just as bad. It stretches over a huge area, many, many buildings. Some have been knocked down. Some are still there. But I went to see the barracks where the women and children were kept. There was a washroom. It's pretty sad. So, you know... There was a number of people, of course, who decided to commit suicide when they ran into the electrified fence deliberately. You almost can understand that. You can read more about it on the the internet. Yes, it was depressing. And as I said before, it's hard to believe that something like that actually happened in our recent history, albeit in the 1940s, less than a century ago. Now, later that day, I went to the salt mines of Krakow which for the claustrophobic amongst us may not be a good idea. You basically walk down many flights of stairs to get to about 400 feet underground to see the environment and working conditions. But to return to the surface, there is an old cranky elevator which can make one a little nervous on the way back up to normality. In other words, if you really have a dislike for elevators, think twice about walking down the stairs in the first place. Down in the salt mines, yeah, it's a bit spooky, but it's one 
of the wonders of the world is sort of in there. Not in theory, but this building, it got my attention because it's quite unbelievable. Just over 400 feet down in the mines is a building called St. Kinga's Chapel. It's a church. They built a church that far below ground. It's almost incomprehensible how it was even possible to build such a place, but it really is something of beauty. Now, Krakow Main Square is very lively and includes the spectacular St. Mary's Basilica. Perimeter of the square is full of cafes, uh, restaurants, and yes, there is a Starbucks and a Hard Rock Cafe. Yes, you can go on horse and carriage rides around the area. It's a great idea, providing the weather is decent. The area is safe all the time. And safe apart from pigeons in flight, as there are many of them and they are distracted due to their constant lookout for food droppings. I had two near misses. I walked plenty around the city and even visited Schindler's Factory. So remember that movie, Schindler's List, with, I believe, Liam Neeson. So for my hotel, I would say it was a good half-hour walk. So I saw the factory, but mainly it's full of pictures. Okay, There wasn't machinery there anymore, just mainly pictures. Pretty bad. And also, on the way back, went through the Jewish section of town and went in a couple of synagogues, all very thought-provoking. Now, a busy three- to four-day visit in Krakow with a packed agenda will fulfill your needs, as well as being extremely educational. And, of course, they've got the horse and cart rides. Now, I had to mention to one of the owners of the horse and carts, these horses need to get groomed. They got funky hairdos. One horse had long grey hair. must have been about four foot long. I can't believe that was fashionable. Anyway, you've got to see it to believe it. To cap things off for my trip home, I asked my hotel to order a cab for my trip to the airport on my departure day. So when the driver arrived at the hotel, well, he said, follow me. So I walked around the corner to the taxi. This is the most (laughs) surprising taxi ride I've ever had. It was a Rolls Royce. What? I didn't order that. The hotel ordered it for me. Same price as a regular taxi. What a deal. So I felt like a member of the royal family for a little bit. Anyway, Krakow is a historic city, which will stir emotions, but it also has its quirky side. The locals are friendly and had a few nice discussions about their culture differences to ours and football, a.k.a. soccer. It's a fabulous trip. Yeah, it's a bit naughty in parts, but aren't all cities. Yes, I did get approached on the street by uh, women of the night a couple of times, but it does happen. And the food is decent. Probably not quite what we used to, but it was sort of tolerable. And I drank some of the beer, drank some of the wine. The Hard Rock was a decent place to go to. Very safe. But I was only there, as I said, for three or four days. It was a very fulfilling trip. Yeah, you could easily spend a week there and see a lot more. So that was just a brief trip. 
and a brief explanation, but plenty of walking is a key. Hopefully the weather keeps up for you, but if you're in Europe, I would say, yes, it's a must-do place to be able to go to these iconic places like Auschwitz or the salt mines. Keep traveling, folks. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye for now. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, malcolmjteasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.